You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast, where we just read the Bible like it makes a difference. Job's three friends, if you can still call them friends, uh, Eliphaz, Zophar, and Bildad, they're done talking now, right? Thankfully. Job is fed up, right? He started off feeling depressed, and then he tried negotiating with God, and he was angry, and then he was giving up, and now he's just tired and sarcastic, honestly, as we'll see here in this episode. Uh, The prevailing question over the course of this conversation with Job and his friends has been, who's right? And uh, who's the truly wise one here, right? Is it Job? Is it one of the friends? And interestingly enough, right in the middle of Job making his case here in today's episode, the writer includes an interlude, chapter 28, at the end of this episode. This interlude addresses the question, where is wisdom found? And we will sit on that question and the answer to it until next episode. But for now, let's check out Job chapters 26 through 28. Then Job answered, How have you helped him who is without power? How have you saved the arm that has no strength? How have you counseled him who has no wisdom and plentifully declared sound knowledge? To whom have you uttered words? Whose spirit came out of you? The departed spirits tremble, those beneath the waters and all that live in them. Sheol is naked before God, and Abaddon has no covering. He stretches out the north over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds, and the cloud is not burst under them. He encloses the face of his throne and spreads his cloud on it. He has described a boundary on the surface of the waters and to the confines of light and darkness. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his rebuke. He stirs up the sea with his power, and by his understanding he strikes through Rahab. By his spirit the heavens are garnished, his hand has pierced the swift serpent. These are but the outskirts of his ways. How small a whisper do we hear of him? But the thunder of his power who can understand? Job again took up his parable and said, As God lives, who has taken away my right, the Almighty who has made my soul bitter for the length of my life is still in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. Surely my lips will not speak unrighteousness, neither will my tongue utter deceit. Far be it from me that I should justify you. Until I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast to my righteousness, and I will not let it go. My heart will not reproach me so long as I live. Let my enemy be as the wicked. Let him who rises up against me be as the unrighteous. For what is the hope of the godless when he's cut off, when God takes away his life? Will God hear his cry when trouble comes on him? 
Will he delight himself in the Almighty and call on God at all times? I'll teach you about the hand of God. I will not conceal that which is with the Almighty. Behold, all of you have seen it yourselves. Why then have you become altogether vain? This is the portion of a wicked man with God, the heritage of oppressors which they receive from the Almighty. If his children are multiplied, it's for the sword. His offering will not be satisfied with bread. Those who remain of him will be buried in death. His widows will make no lamentation. Though he heap up silver as the dust and prepare clothing as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just will put it on and the innocent will divide the silver. He builds his house as the moth, as a booth which the watchman makes. He lies down rich, but he'll not do so again. He opens his eyes, and he's not. Terrors overtake him like waters. A storm steals him away in the night. The east wind carries him away, and he departs. It sweeps him out of his place. For it hurls at him and doesn't spare, as he flees away from his hand. Men will clap their hands at him and will hiss him out of his place. Surely there's a mine for silver and a place for gold which they refine. Iron is taken out of the earth and copper is smelted out of the ore. Man sets an end to darkness and searches out to the furthest bound the stones of obscurity and of thick darkness. He breaks open a shaft away from where people live. They're forgotten by the foot. They hang far from men. They swing back and forth. As for the earth, out of it comes bread. Underneath it is turned up as if it were by fire. Sapphires come from its rocks. It has dust of gold. That path no bird of prey knows. Neither has the falcon's eye seen it. The proud animals have not trodden on it, nor has the fierce lion passed by there. He puts his hand on the flinty rock and he overturns the mountain by the roots. He cuts out channels among the rocks. His eye sees every precious thing. He binds the streams that they don't trickle. The thing that's hidden he brings out to light. But where will wisdom be found? Where's the place of understanding? Man doesn't know its price, neither is it found in the land of the living. The deep says, it isn't in me. The sea says, it isn't with me. It can't be gotten for gold, neither will silver be weighed for its price. It can't be valued with the gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx or the sapphire. Gold and glass can't equal it, neither it will be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. No mention will be made of coral or of crystal. Yes, the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia will not equal it, nor will it be valued with pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? Where's the place of understanding? Seeing it's hidden from the eyes of all the living and kept close from the birds of the sky. Destruction and death say, we've heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole sky. He establishes the force of the wind. Yes, he measures out the waters by measure. When he's made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then he saw it and declared it. He established it, yes, and searched it out. To man, he said, Behold the fear of the Lord that is wisdom. 
To depart from evil is understanding. In an age where we can find all sorts of gurus eager to share their wisdom, and a quick scroll through social media puts advice and beliefs and best practices at our fingertips, it's important to remember that God is the only true source of wisdom. It's God that should be our first call and have the final say. And in His grace, He's allowed wisdom to be found and shared by others, but we need to be careful to trace it all back to the source. Who do you go to for wisdom? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.